James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. And good afternoon, folks. Dominic Carter in for James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, who has the rest of the week off. I'm so uh, honored to be here with you folks to listen to the knowledge that comes from WABC listeners. So, on yesterday's program, at this same time, about this time, a call from one of our regular listeners to this show, Drew from White Plains. And Drew, Drew means well, but he's constantly telling me that I am terribly unfair to Democrats. Drew tells me that I'm supposed to side with Vice President Kamala Harris and protect her. I wonder why that's the case. I wonder. Drew used for his example yesterday that I'm always attacking so-called progressive mayors. I'm always on the attack against progressive mayors. Well, one, besides the fact that they are killing this great country, Drew said that it was unfair, that my comments are unfair. They're just not fair because the state of Florida, Drew said yesterday, has a crime situation that's just as bad, if not worse, than New York. And Florida, Drew pointed out, is controlled by DeSantis, a Republican governor, and a Republican mayor in Miami. So I promised Drew, as I did last night on the Midnight Show, that I would look up the information and and get back to him. I don't know everything. I didn't have the answer, you know, at the tip of my fingers. And so thanks to all of you that sent me a ton of emails as it uh, relates to uh, crime, a comparison between New York and Miami, Florida and uh, New York. Drew is correct that crime is is up there in Florida, right up there compared to New York. He was correct. He is, not was is correct. But my point is this. My point is this. To a mother of a kid slain by a stray bullet, Chicago, Boston, Philly, Seattle, I could go on for the next two minutes of progressive cities, progressive cities that that are run by so-called progressive mayors. So, And I have actually, unfortunately, had to talk to mothers minutes after finding out that they have lost their children to stray bullets. It is one of the worst experiences of my entire life. It is something that leaves you heartbreaking, and you you have few words to explain what has just happened. And so am I supposed to say to a mother or a guardian or a grandmother, that um lost their child to a stray bullet in in um in one of these progressive cities. Yes, but you know what? Crime is also happening in Florida. Is that going to make it any easier? We all know that that sounds ridiculous. The point is that crime 
doesn't have to be what it is in these major cities if we had law and order mayors and not these phony progressives selling you a bag of goods and you're left holding the bag at the end of the day. We are all the folks at the end of the day holding the bag because of these progressive mayors that are doing absolutely nothing. But as the kids say, as the kids say, right, in any city in America, as the kids say, what these progressive mayors are doing is running game. It's as simple as that. AOC is at the top of the list, followed by Black Lives Matter. Running game, running game. So, Is this just Dominic with this point of view? Dominic Carter on WABC? Is he the only one that's stating this point of view? Well, I mentioned this as well on yesterday's program. There is a 9-11 operator, a 9-1-1 operator in Chicago that is blasting. And we talked about this yesterday, but I want you to actually hear the sound for yourself. He is blasting, and he happens to be African-American. He is blasting Mayor Lightfoot of Chicago, and he says that the blood, his name is Keith Thornton, and he says the blood is on the hands of the mayor as violence soars, and I agree 5,000%. Donald Trump, I didn't agree with everything that the guy did. You know, I didn't vote for him. But guess what? That was my president, and I respected his position. And the guy wanted to offer us resources and help here in the city of Chicago. There were hundreds and hundreds of less people who were killed, and that was horrible. That was horrible. But because of an egotistical uh, uh, bully uh, within the city, um, and that's my opinion. Once again, that's my opinion. It's not from my job, but that's my opinion. And it's actually fact from what I believe. But because of that ego and, and a continuous thing right here, what's going on with our mayor, she denied it. And so in my opinion, in fact, the blood is on her hands. Every child and every uh, youth and an adult an elderly person that is shot, killed, put out of their vehicles because of carjackings of AK-47s, that is on her hands. And it's absolutely shameful. Um, don't be embraced into this sexuality uh, uh, politics. You are the mayor. Do your job. It has not been done. Your superintendent of police hasn't been done. And now you want to come back and say, now you want help? Now you want help? That's garbage. His words are not mine, but I couldn't have said it better. These progressive mayors have been running game, folks. They are telling some voters what they want to hear to get them to turn out so that they can be elected, and then everything goes down the drain. We are taking your telephone calls for the first half hour on this topic, progressive mayors, 1-800-848-WABC, one 848 And so the 911 dispatcher, Keith Thornton, you just heard what he had to say, and he raises a point. So why is it, Madam Mayor, in Chicago, when Donald Trump, the president at the time, offered resources to Chicago, no, 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 absolutely not. It's not needed here in Chicago. But now you're begging Biden for the same services that you turned down under Trump. 
I have formally asked the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, to, with all deliberate haste, detail ATF agents to Chicago for six months so that we can increase the number of gun investigations and seizures in Chicago. Ah, interesting. So when Trump was the president, and I I think all of us know that crime in Chicago has been around for quite some time before Lightfoot, before President Trump, and it's going to be around for a while if you continue to elect these progressive mayors. Folks, why can't it be simply, if you're the mayor, the number one job you have is public safety. We'll find out if Eric Adams is cut of that mold. In what, uh, 72 hours, give or take, Saturday morning, he's the new mayor of New York City. And those 72 hours can't come fast enough. What's that song? Oh, happy days. That, that, oh, happy days. Oh, happy days. Oh, happy day. Curtis Lieber says, don't sing. When Jesus walks, something like that. That's Rich. Rich, that's the way the song goes. I think that's the way it goes. Rich Radabali, a great producer. Rich, let's start with the uh, telephone calls. Who do we have first? All right. Good afternoon, Dominic. Let's uh, I think you and uh, Curtis should do a duet one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> Let us speak with our friend Drew and see what he has okay. to say. Today. OK, so Drew, a different day. Uh, what did I do wrong this time? Well, the fact is you're not addressing. I get you. You're saying, why do you elect progressive mayors? I asked a simple question last night. I said, how would the progressive mayor, de Blasio, have a lower crime rate than a law and order mayor in Miami? How did that work if it's just a fault of progressive mayors? Because because there there are so many answers to that. Uh, De Blasio didn't just walk into the job. You you had crime fighters before de Blasio doing quite the effective job in New York. That's easy. That's easy, Drew. But he'd been here. This is his eighth year. Let's right. be fair, this is eighth year. Right. On his eighth year, which everybody it's a progressive man, he has still a lower crime rate by ten percent. If you're gonna compare Manhattan to Miami, by ten percent a lower crime rate than Miami, which has a law and order mayor and a law and order governor. Okay, so Drew, to someone again to my point, to someone shot in Times Square in New York, are, are they are they gonna say, Oh, the crime rate is a little higher in Miami, so I'm good here. I'll just go to the hospital and get this leg taken out of my body. Anybody shot anywhere is not going to feel that way. Same way with that three-year-old that was shot in Miami last summer. Do you think they're saying, well, at least we don't have a progressive man? I have to look up the uh, facts regarding that case, Drew. I don't like to speak on something. I will gladly email it to you as soon as I get off this phone. I'm email sure. I'm you. sure. I'm sure that you will. Uh, but I, the point. The point is the only thing that I've seen coming out. And yes, crime is an issue, but we have to respect the will of the voters. You, these progressive mayors aren't running game. You want me? Okay. To tell wait. You wait. Why? Wait. Drew. Wait. Wait. Let, let me ask you a question, and then I'm going to move on to the next call. Let me ask you a question in AOC's district. Are you going to sit here and tell me that we should respect the will of the voters? Why? That's what her voters want. Her oh, district, come right? on, Drew. Now, like, now, Drew, on. you're a smart guy. Come on, Drew. So, 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 you mean to tell me she faced four primaries last year? Why doesn't somebody just step up in primary? Then on top of that, because because you know the answer, Drew. Once you're in, it's almost impossible to get you out. Okay. Well, you know what? Here in Manhattan. 
And this was my Sunday school teacher, very okay. good guy. Okay. I hear everybody call up about Alvin Bragg. He hasn't even stepped foot in office yet. And, you know, he said what he said, and he didn't try to backtrack. He didn't try to hide who he was. And people are calling him a socialist and all that just because he's pro-black. I'm sorry Liz Crotty didn't get elected. She shouldn't have took uh, endorsement from the PBA. But Alvin Bragg is no socialist. Okay, I, 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 hear, I hear you, Drew. I hear you, Drew. Thank you for the call. There is nothing wrong with being pro-black, but blacks are not the only ones in this city. You can't just look at it representing what, what if there was a, a, an elected official that was only pro-white? You would demand, Drew, that they be removed from office. What was there if there was an official that was only pro-Latino? We, we are, as uh, David Dinkins used to argue, a, a gorgeous mosaic. We're not just a black community. You can't just look at this in terms of one group. Dominic Carter in for James Golden here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to one more call, Rich Radabali, before we take a break. Let's head up to your old neighborhood, the Bronx, and say hi to Joe. Let's do it. Good afternoon to you, Joe. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. You know, one of the biggest problems with uh, progressives in general, whether they're in office or not, is a failure to acknowledge racial disparities in criminal behavior. Now, I'll just give you one example of that. As you are well aware, as I'm sure you're well aware, blacks in this country are only 13% of the U.S. population. Last year alone, in 2020, they committed 56% of all the murders in the United States. And to make matters worse, for the ones who actually want to uh, portray uh, blacks as being constant victims, most of the victims of those black criminals gunning down people in the street were black themselves. So I ask you, if you're a progressive idiot like de de Blasio or you're a mentally incompetent uh, borderline dementia patient like President Biden, I ask you, who is the greater threat to law-abiding black citizens? The police? Which no doubt, and I'm not defending them because they definitely do profile uh, law-abiding blacks and uh, going about their daily business. But I ask you, who's the greater threat? The police, the corrupt police, or the black criminals preying on their own community? So again, it's a denial of a reality. It's an inversion Joe, of reality is what you, what you see coming from progressives. Joe, do you really want me to answer that or you're just making a statement? No, no, no. Go right ahead. Okay, well... Um and every time this topic comes up, it gets me in a lot of trouble, but and it pains me, but it but anyone that's being honest about this issue knows that uh the bigger issue for law abiding African Americans happens to be violence from other African Americans and not just against African Americans, against society. And I, I wish that it that it wasn't that way. And, um, you know, when I bring this up for, uh, privately to my friends, uh, many of them African-Americans, they dominate. You can't say that publicly. You know, come on, man. You can't do that. You know, you, 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 you've made it to the top. You've got to stand up and represent for us. No, I firmly believe that I have an obligation to tell the truth and whatever the truth may be. You know, the fact of the matter is, if I'm a progressive mayor, that this is what I would do if I was elected as a progressive mayor. I would, and I see already I got an email from here on from Drew. And folks, you can send me an email, Dominic Carter 
at WABCRadio.com. I receive a lot of them. I'm going to um, uh, go through some of them in just a couple of minutes. But if I was an African-American mayor elected, this is what I would do. I would send a message of to the minority community, to, to the entire city. You act up, I act up. And I've said this before. You break the laws in my city, you're going to have to answer to a criminal justice system, and I'm going to make sure, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure you're not released in one day, that you're going to be held as long as possible. And at the same time, I would send a message to the black community privately of, guys, we're embarrassing ourselves. And we've got to change change this. Nothing is going to get better until we start dealing with our crime. It is so bad that every time there's a crime incident, the assumption certainly by me and I think by most of us is which African-American committed this crime. And then we don't want to say it because white people can't say it. Because if you say it, you have racist tendencies. And if you're a black person and you say it, you're a sellout. You're not standing up for us. But that's what I would do. Tough law and order and at the same time spend some money about getting the community uh, together. And it, I, I would, I, like Giuliani did, I would try and tighten the welfare laws. I think that's one of the biggest problems that poor people face. A constant handout looking for a check, young ladies, and they're not in this by themselves, but young ladies that don't have a way to take care of their own selves financially, and they're having two, three, four, five kids. Thank you, taxpayers. Dominic Carter here, Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm in for James Golden. I'll be right back. You're listening to one of the most iconic stations in the nation, an American original. Talk Radio 77 WABC and WABCRadio.com. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. It's outrageous, and I'm not happy. When you say Chicago, people are afraid it's like it's a death zone. Several of my officers who texted me, okay, and said that they were scared. <laughs> they're tired of this nonsense. They have no backing, and they're scared of being out there by themselves. To be real, it times out perfectly there, folks. To be real. One of my favorite songs, that's Cheryl Lynn, I believe, the, uh, the uh, performer on that song. We are talking about a serious issue. Crime, not just in Chicago, of course, New York, all the areas where these progressive mayors and uh, it's time for it to stop. We are taking your telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you in for James Golden. James has the week off. I'm looking at some of the uh, emails I have received in the last couple of minutes and uh, overnight after the midnight show last night, one that came in at 1.01 a.m. from a J.E. Lawrence. I'll get to that in a second. But from uh, Sal Morrow just sent me a uh, one of our great listeners sent me a uh, email and he says, taking into consideration that New York City DAs and the New York City Council have become, and he capitalized here, the living woke. Who would get into more capitalized legal trouble? The armed thug 
who uses deadly physical force against the innocent law-abiding citizen or the innocent law-abiding citizen, abiding citizen who uses deadly force to protect himself against that thug. That one's easy, Sal. Go ask Bernie Getz how it works out uh, if you uh, defend yourself. And um, if you're the thug doing this, they have been given an all systems go. All systems go. A green light. You can do anything you want to do and then hide behind the fact that you're from a single parent and life wasn't fair to you and you can hide behind everything. And a judge who wants to keep you in jail has no other choice courtesy of the woke. And I still don't know. You folks have tried to help me. I still, I have a good idea of what woke means, but I still don't get it. When you're a woke politician, does that mean that you're simply gullible and stupid? That's, that's the way it's starting to seem to me these days. When you look at the, uh, the crime that that occurs uh, here and around the country. Ralph, uh, Ralph, Rich, Rich Radabali. See, I'm, I'm sitting here, Rich. I'm focusing on the crime and I'm all lost. Who are we going to next? That's all right. You know, I'll answer to anything. Uh, let us go to Bayside and say hi to Dan. Dan, good afternoon. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic, good afternoon. I don't know if you have seen that in Seattle, the progressives, want to lower the um, crime, uh, the, um, uh, the uh, drive-by shootings. They want to make it less, um, uh, less, less, um, what do you, the, what am I looking for? Oh. They want to make it less of a charge right. to make it equally fair. Now, Dan, you're, you're joking with me right now, correct? No, I swear to you, I am not. And I read it, I almost fell off my chair. Mm. And you know it, it's it's interesting. I mean, maybe Seattle is is along the uh, the road path of a uh, of another Portland. Uh, part of my upbringing includes uh, Seattle. Uh, I, I think it's called. Uh, t- t- I forgot the name of the airport. But as a teenager, I go to live with my my aunt and uncle out there in uh, Seattle. And with my luck, I'm all excited to be out there. I'm 13 years of age. And we leave the airport, all the bags look alike, and we drive 40 minutes to Linwood, which is like a suburb of Seattle. And so we lived in Linwood, and we also lived in um, in Edmonds, Washington. And, of course, I had the wrong bag, and my uncle had to take it back to the airport, and he came back with the right bag. But, it, Dan, it, it scares me. I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm not surprised because in this day and age, all you have to do is say the right thing. The the right thing is to play to the lowest common denominator, and folks will turn out and and vote for you. But but how is that going to lower crime? Well, it's of course it's not going to lower crime. It's it's just going to make things worse. And see, I wouldn't wish this on anyone. But people that are supporting this, are they still going to support it when the victim is one of their loved ones? I don't think so. You, you know, know what, Dominic? I don't know. I've been a long time New York resident. In three months, I'm out of here, and I'm in Florida. 
Well, you know, I, I've been having uh, I've been having that conversation as well. And to be honest with you, um, I've been looking at Florida and Georgia, and Georgia has a state income tax. But lately, Dan, I'm looking. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, I I don't want my family ever in the city of New York, ever. Right. And and if I if I move to Florida, no state taxes. No state income tax, property tax is cheaper. I have four properties in Key West, Florida. Congratulations. The total of the property tax is $22,000 for the four properties. Wait, Dan, I've got to move on, but I, I don't think I heard you right. Did you say you're paying 22000 for four? I mean, I, I'm paying more for one property. That's what you're paying for, four, for four properties? properties? Dominic- Dominic for four properties, and one of those properties is worth one point four million dollars. Wow! Do you need a superintendent? I'm only joking. <laughs> I'm only joking, Dan. I thank you for the call. But see, folks, that's everything that's wrong, and that's why I'm hoping that Eric Adams, for the for the good of all of us, can turn this around. We're in a city where it's not easy to do business. What type of nonsense is that? If if you create, if, if you do well in business, you hire employees. If you hire employees, it helps the employees and it ha- it helps the tax base. This is what I've been trying to tell all of my friends for years. That you can't just sit around, gimme, 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 give me. You've got to help and you've got to support that tax base or you are going to lose everything. And so I'm, I'm looking at, um, at my uh, Twitter now and I see a message from, uh, a Marshall Beaupre and he says, loving today's show. That's very kind of you to say. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm in for Bo Snurdly. Bo has the rest of the week off. Guess what, folks? We're going to stay. We see we have a lot of calls on crime. We're going to stay on crime, progressive mayors. But, but guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what, folks? Newsflash, the mayor of New York, the mayor that is leaving, he's admitting that Thrive New York and Thrive NYC didn't exactly work out the way it was supposed to work out helping people with mental illness. We'll be right back. Now, here's the soul of excellence, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC in for James Golden. I want to be a singer, Rich. Curtis tells me I'm not allowed to sing on WABC. I think I would have been a good performer, you know, a good performer or a good lawyer. You're a natural, so I think you'd be perfect on it. You're being nice. You're being nice, Rich Radabali. Thank you. So uh, we are talking about 
uh, progressives. I'm not a fan, if you haven't uh, noticed uh, yet. And the reason why I'm not a fan is because, folks, there's no other way to say it except for in terms that the kids use. They're running game. Game on you and I, and look at what's happening to our country. But the game is coming to an end. It's coming to an end because crime is an issue that Democrats better be very careful about with the midterms coming up and with 2024 coming up. So uh, one of the emails I received, J.E. Lawrence, after the midnight show last night, best wishes to you and yours. Thank you, J.E., uh, Dominic, perhaps the only answer to eliminating or reducing crime in New York City and elsewhere is the U.S. in the U.S. is much harsher prison conditions with a view to discouraging the criminally minded from yearning to return to prison. Hmm. Interesting thought. Uh, common crimes as well as felonies are, are virtually absent in many Eastern European uh, Islamic countries, including Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Pakistan, Iran, etc., uh, talking about how how severe they are. Bottom line, uh, J. E. Lawrence, something has to give. Not a bad idea. Something has to give. And so we're going to continue to take your calls on crime, but something very very interesting that dropped in the last week of de Blasio in office down to the last couple of days and a billion dollars later, a billion dollars later. I didn't say a million. I said a billion and little to show for it. The New York city mental health initiative thrive New York. The mayor says, De Blasio says, we didn't do a good job. Really, Mr. Mayor? Really? So Thrive New York was started in 2015 with the promise to rectify, if you will, decades of broken promise promises for New Yorkers suffering from mental illness. I've talked about this freely, folks. This is a subject that is near and dear to my heart. Because my own mother suffered from severe mental illness. She was a chronic paranoid schizophrenic, including here in the city of New York. So programs like she's no longer alive, but programs like this were supposed to help people like her. And my mother was um, hospitalized, locked up, if you will, Pilgrim State, uh, the one right there in Rockland. I have to see it every time I'm on my way home on the Palisades Parkway. State hospitals uh, from Georgia to New York. But Thrive New York, six years later, more than $1.2 billion mental health experts and fiscal watchdogs are questioning what exactly did the program achieve and what will be the shape of it when de Blasio leaves uh, office, a co-founder of thrive who served as its former chief of policy and strategy says the program faltered because the de Blasio administration never staked out specific goals or set up a system for measuring Progress, leaving it vulnerable to criticism. You know what I call Thrive New York? It's sheer arrogance. 
It's what happens when you put your wife in charge of an initiative and there is no accountability year after year after year after year. That's what happened to Thrive New York. You know, I I thought it was commendable in the beginning when the mayor's wife was heading this initiative. But it became very clear, crystal clear, that this was not working the way that it was supposed to. In its current form, Thrive is made up of 20 mental health initiatives, down from 54 at um at its inception and touches on everything from counseling services for students to psychiatric clinics at senior centers and crime victim assistance efforts coordinated with the NYPD. Annual budget of $225 million. And the mayor says we didn't do a good job. Really? Really, Mr. Mayor? Really? Dominic Carter here with you folks in for James Golden. Rich Radabali, let's go back to the telephone calls. Who do we have coming up? Let us start with David in Los Angeles. All right, David in L.A., how are you? What's going on? Dominic, you know, Drew calls in a lot, including today, to try to manipulate your opinion. Let me ask Drew, does every black talk show host have to sound like Charlemagne the God? (laughs) You know, I find I find your perspective flawless. No talk show hopes more of what I'm thinking, and you're able to drill deeper, say some things that yeah, Rita Cosby's great, but maybe she wouldn't be comfortable going as far as you are. You've got to be very secure in yourself to be able to have these positions. And I like to say that there are plenty of great black conservative talk show hosts. Candace Owen, Larry Elder, Leo Terrell, Harris Faulkner, and tons of podcasts on YouTube. So I think it's fantastic, and I think you are fantastic in general. Well, that's that's very kind of you, David, uh, uh, joining us from Los Angeles. You are correct. To be a person of color and to have some of the views that I have, and I, I don't see it as conservative views. I just see it as I'm telling the truth. As somebody who's been around for 40 years, and I'm not going to run the nonsense to you that, that some uh, talk show hosts do because they don't know what they're talking about. And they're just saying what the company line may be, meaning what, what they, the, the public uh, view, what they feel they should have. When I make a comment, David, I'm, I'm making the comment based on in the streets, covering the city of New York, covering America. But you do have to be strong. You are correct, David, because there are people that by the sheer nature of some of the things I say, they try and break me. They try and get in my head. They say things, oh, you're selling out your brothers and sisters. They they say things, David, that you wouldn't believe. And, and I'm not going to lie to you. There are some times at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning that they'll get to me that they they will succeed in getting to me. But then the next day I wake up and I'm ready for the battle again the next day. So, David, thank you for the call, and happy holidays to you and to your family in Los Angeles. You know, I haven't been out to L.A., Rich, in in many years. I guess I'm getting old, man. I've got to change that up. you got to get back there. Got to get back there. As a matter of fact, the last time I was in L.A., I think was, what, 2000, the uh, Democratic Convention, Bill and Hillary Clinton. I think that was the last time. And it was at the Staples Center. I don't even think it's called the Staples Center anymore, where the uh, 
with no, the I think Lakers. It's still, yeah, I think oh, that's still the Staples Center. It's still the Staples so. Center. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, I think so. We'll and then I think, I think four years before that, I was in San Diego at the Republican oh, Convention. Great town. Great town, great town. But when, as you know, Rich, when we travel on business, it's business and not much time. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> not much time for pleasure. Dominic Carter, uh, go was, ahead. I'm sorry. I was just informed it is now the crypto.com right, arena. Right, I, I right, I didn't know. I right, was, right, you know, right. I wonder how much that costs, like, like $80 million? And, you know, <laughs> they paid $80 million, but they only needed $60 million, apparently, you know, the way crypto works. <laughs> right, so it, it's not the Staples Center uh, anymore. Well, David, anyway, we thank you for that call from Los Angeles. We are going to take a break. Dominic Carter here with you folks in for James Golden. When we come back, right back to the telephone calls, we're talking Thrive New York and crime as far as these progressive mayors. We'll be right back. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, is on 77 WABC. So now, Rich, can I sing to this one? Absolutely. You'll know this one. Okay, wait. My baby mate, baby don't dress fly, something like that. But I don't really mind. Here it comes. My baby, he don't talk sweet. He ain't that much to say. For you, Curtis Lewa. What's the rest, Rich? Every time he pulls All right, Rich, you do this part. Go, Rich. Let's hear it for the boy. boy. Let's hear it for the boy. Let's hear it for the boy. Let's give the boy a hand. It's been a long time since I heard WABC. Look, folks, I'm trying to figure out ways to to, you know, make the ride home a little better, a little shorter. Put a smile on your face, something that certainly will put a smile on your face. Coming up in about 10 minutes, John Katsimatidis, Cats at Night. Lydia Serrani will be joining uh, Mr. Katsimatidis. They are going to bring it as they do each and every weeknight. 5 to 6 p.m. That's coming up in just minutes. We are talking right now, progressives, crimes, and de Blasio finally admits what the entire city of New York already knew, that Thrive New York didn't exactly work in terms of providing services to uh, to the mentally ill. Uh, to the mentally ill. And so, Rich Radabali, who are we going to next? We are going to go back to the Bronx and start with Tommy. Tommy in the Bronx, go right ahead. Those were the days. <laughs> I want, I want you, I want you and Curtis to co-host Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, and, yeah can I you imagine that? that? And you confuse the heck out of everybody. You're wearing the red jacket and the red beret. But listen, <laughs> Bayside, Bayside Dan was, I think he was kind of showing off there, wasn't he? Ten houses in Key Largo. I think he's trying to impress the ladies in the audience. Ah, uh, four, Key four, West, four. He, Right. Key West is nice till uh, Hurricane Hippo shows up. Now, mm. let's get to the meat. Let's get to, right. Remember Hurricane Hippo? Listen, 
uh, let's get to the facts. The, the crime situation in the Northeast is devastating to everybody. But the problem is the, the hard left now controls the Democratic Party. My advice, you never hear anybody say this, but anybody who's in their early 20s, late teens, I would say get the heck out of the Northeast and find a nice place. And then you can destroy Florida and, and Tennessee and Georgia and, and South Carolina because all the New Yorkers and people from Jersey are going to destroy the politics. There's a handful of conservatives in there. But believe me, I've lived in this city my whole life. Breaking news, WABC. Sal, I apologize. Tommy, I apologize for cutting you off there, but we I've just received notice from the federal courts that a verdict has been reached in the Ghislaine Maxwell case. So that verdict, according to the email that I have just received from the feds, it says, please be advised that a verdict has been reached in the above matter. The verdict will be announced in open court shortly. That's based on a, a, a statement from the Office of the District Executive for the Southern District of New York. So it's taken several days for this jury to come back with a, uh, a verdict, and the judge, Ghislaine uh, Maxwell, the, the judge had instructed them to uh, debate later in the day and had raised the possibility of staying on uh, longer to get a verdict. And so it, it was starting to look like it might be a hung jury. But within minutes in the Ghislaine Maxwell case, we should have a public verdict for you. Dominic Carter with you folks here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Tommy in the Bronx, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we had breaking news there. You still with me? Yeah, I love that. That's the first time in the history of me and radio I was part of breaking news. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, well, let's just hope that jury doesn't, you know, rush this thing because they want to be home for the, to watch the ball drop or something, you know, mm-hmm. like they did with the Kim Potter case. But, that, like, I was bringing up about the crime and everything, the devastation, the young folk out there, you know, I, I advise them to leave the Northeast. You know, I'm not at that age that I, I could leave. I can leave any, and go anywhere I want. But it's not worth it for me, you know. But if I was 19, I would have been out of here. I would have hitchhiked out of here to get out of here. Mm, because mm. the politics are, are devastating. It's everywhere, in the schools, in the streets. Uh, a law-abiding citizen doesn't have a chance in this part of the country, you know. I mean, you could go up to Maine or something, but I, I wouldn't want to be up there in the wintertime. But the thing is now, you got to realize, too, um, the hard left is, is taking control of everything. They're sending a wrecking ball to Western civilization. But the problem is, like I just brought up, as these people from the Northeast move to Florida, people from California move to Texas and Arizona, they're going to eventually destroy the politics in those areas. I don't care what anybody says. I heard Senator Scott earlier today say, oh, well, people are more dem- Republicans in Florida. I'm sure you do, because a lot of people who lived in Florida were conservative Democrats, and they switched parties. That's the only reason why. Most of the people coming down there are not all Republicans, believe me, and they're going to destroy those places, too. And then well, eventually you'll have an income tax in Florida. And, Dom, I would love to take some calls. There's only a couple of minutes left. <laughs> well, I thank you for the comment, but I do I do have to uh, move on. So I'm looking at um, I'm looking at, um, and some of the emails that I just received. One is from Tanya Covington, and Tanya states, we, as a community, Minorities must resolve the real issues within our communities before we can stand against the prejudice against us. Black on black crime is the self-destructive measure we have to seriously address. And at this point, let the church say amen. Tanya, you are so correct. And um, 
it, it's something that really impacts everyone, everyone. Rich Radabali, and again, we are awaiting, there is a verdict in the Ghislaine Maxwell case, uh, Southern District of New York. We are waiting uh, for that verdict to um, to be uh, released, but a verdict is in, as we have said. And coming up at uh, 5 o'clock, we have Cats at Night with uh, Mr. John Katsimatidis. He will be here. Lydia Serrani will be here. Lydia will probably have the breaking news of the Ghislaine uh, Maxwell verdict, which is in. We are waiting for it to be announced. Rich Radabali, who's our next caller? Our next caller is Marcos in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Okay, Marcos, go right ahead. Hey, Dominic, how you doing? I'm doing well. I hope you are as well. Thank you. Thank you. Doing well. I just want to say that uh, you are not a sellout, and you are not some of the horrible things that uh, you've been uh, told by the quote-unquote black community. Uh, I I enjoy listening to you. I enjoy listening to James Golden. I enjoy listening to Candace Owens. I enjoy listening to Larry Elder because you guys talk common sense. You guys know what you're talking about. You you know where you're coming from. You know, you know, and you think with your brain. You talk with your brain, and you guys rock. Well, that's that's very kind of you to say, Marcos. And I wish you a happy new year. I just want to be on the record. It's not it's not a majority of people that will make comments. It's only maybe one or two that when you 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 can't stand on the substance and you 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 can't get at me any other way then then you're going to go to uh to that area but thank you so much for the call rich radabali coming up again in just minutes we have cats at night with john katsimatidis who are we going to uh next rich we are going to head out to the island and say hi to eric okay eric good afternoon you're on talk radio 77 wabc yeah, the problem I have is that they put a, a statue of, um, I forgot his name now, but I, my brain is really bad with names. The guy who died out in Minnesota that had Calvin's stuck on his neck for like, and executed him. Yes, okay, but go ahead, go ahead. I don't, I don't recall the case off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, Sho- well, Chauvin, you're talking about? Oh, okay. The Derek oh, Chauvin. Chauvin. Okay. No, but the victim. The victim. George Chauvin, Floyd. George Floyd. George Floyd. They put a bus to George Floyd. Now, George Floyd didn't do anything good for the community. His only contribution was he was executed. I mean, I'd rather have a Malcolm X statue or or anybody. You know, I mean, why would you do – the only contribution he gave to society was getting killed by an asshole cop – excuse me, a bad cop. Well, it, it was a, a bad situation all the way around the board. I, I just wish it didn't go down that way. I thank you for the call, Eric. I just wish that um, all the way around the board, from uh, Mr. Floyd to Mr. Chauvin, that things did not happen the way that they did. Because at the end of the day, human life was lost. And um, it's it, just like with uh, Dante Wright, same exact thing. Lose-lose situation. Rich Radabali, who's our next call? Let's go up to Rockland County and say hi to Karen. Rockland County and Karen, good afternoon. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm well, Karen. I hope you're well. One thing I have to say, Curtis is wrong. You have a nice voice, especially when you sing with Rita. (laughs) (laughs) He's wrong. Well, thank you. As far as the crime... um, I blame the uh, administration because they set the tone for the whole country, and they mm-hmm. all have guilt and blood on their hands. Every one of these progressive politicians, I don't know how they sleep at night. 
Honestly, you know, honestly, Karen, I, I feel I feel the same way. I feel the same way. How could they literally go to sleep at night? I, I don't have. I, or look at themselves in the mirror. Well, I, I guess I guess they define success as I won, I'm elected, and that's that. They care about his vote. That's right. why they're letting all these people and uh, these immig- Im- illegal immigrants coming in. Right. Well, Karen, happy uh, new year to you. And uh, Rockland County means the uh, world to me. That is my home county. I live in Pomona. Folks, it's been great being with you. Dominic Carter in for James Golden. I will be here, a.k.a. Bo Snertley. I will be here tomorrow and again on Friday. And I'll be filling in for James on his Saturday morning show at 8 to 10 a.m. And, of course, I'll be here each night, midnight to 1 a.m., 